Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back. Welcome into the studio and welcome to a special playoff preview of the Wildcast Podcast. Your unofficial voice of all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, I am your host, Adam, and I am here joined in studio again by your favorite co-hoster, Mass Singer Aficionado, Hell's Kitchen Aficionado, Big Brother Aficionado, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. How are you? I'll add one more thing to All that. right. What do you got? Putin Fest Grand Prize winner. That is ridiculous. How's that going, by the way? Oh, How is the PS5 uh, going? Putin very Fest winner. Grand, grand Prize winner. winner. Uh, I love the PS5. Uh, so I went out, I picked it up the uh, day after. Yep. So it was uh, Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. Um, didn't play it that night. Because you were updating it? Basically. <laughs> uh, and went out, got, some th- got three games, got yep. NHL 21, uh, got uh, Need for Speed, and some Gigantosaurus game for the little ones. Yep. So uh, we've been preoccupied with with that uh and i never had disney plus but now that i have the ps5 it comes with disney plus so it's pretty awesome i've been catching up on my uh, mighty ducks game changers and uh we watched uh, a movie called clouds uh last night which was super emotional um so yeah if you like sappy movies and you need a good cry <laughs> uh clouds is probably the one you you want to watch but all, honestly it's 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 awesome it's uh having a lot of fun with it I already won the Memorial Cup with the Moncton Wildcats. Congratulations, uh, yeah. Myself uh, was drafted second overall by the LA Kings. Nice. Uh, don't know how, who was first, probably Lafreniere. Probably Lafreniere, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, I had like 200 points. And, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know how he's better than that. But anyways, uh, I'd rather play with the Kings than the Rangers. I'm happy with that. And Living that LA life. Yeah, that's right. Hollywood. Have you played Need for Speed? Yes, I'm, I seem to be the only one who can get through uh, a, a race level. without crashing. Yeah. So I'm pretty good with that, too. And Gigantosaurus, kids game, well, that can go F itself. So <laughs> uh, That's not for you. Um, no. Yeah, I, I mean, I met you at the, uh, you know, tell me you have a bunny without telling me you have a bunny. I had to go get a bunch of uh, HDMI cords and optic oh, yes. cord because yeah. our little one Twix likes to get up and uh, chew live cords. How she's not dead, I don't know. But uh, I had to go pick up some cords there and, Saw you picking up all your games and man, like Need for Speed. I literally can't play that because if I do, I'm up all night because you just get to a point where you have to beat that level. You have mm-hmm. to beat that level, mm-hmm. and I'm not at that point, right? No. I'm not. I'm not that kind of gamer. No, um, honestly, I just got frustrated with you get so close to the end and you end up crashing or you yeah. end up getting caught by the cops or you got Hot Pursuit, right? It's remastered, I think. It is. Oh, okay, yeah. One of those, yeah, it's something. Like, I think remastered is uh, comes to mind. I, honestly, like it's, I know when I know when to cut myself off. You yeah. know, I, I think I'm already sick of NHL. Yeah, um, but it's uh, try franchise mode. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you I can... might I might do that. But no, once uh, ML, MLB the show comes out, uh, that'll be uh, that'll be my jam. That's a good game. I, yeah. The best part about that game, um, and I I haven't played an MLB games in forever, and I bought like 2018 or whatever, and you everyone starts on rookie. Mm-hmm. And then as you as you play the game more and you get better, the levels change with you. So if you're really good at hitting, their pitching is harder. But if you suck at pitching, the pitching is easy. Like it, okay. it it's variant, not like hockey where you have to go up and down a right. level and yeah. and all that stuff. So all right, well that's our gaming update for everyone. So now we move into the uh, other side of the TV, Hell's Kitchen. This is it. This is the finale. Corey, Mary Lou, 
Um, Declan just uh, just not not there uh, with his um, food, but they they didn't bring back everyone. They brought back a few, and I thought it was very smart of Mary Lou to pit Mark with Declan on Corey's team. Mm-hmm. Like those two didn't get along. Um, and again, Amber made it all about herself, but those two didn't get along. I thought it was very smart of Mary Lou to try and, you know, make those two work. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I was completely wrong about my, what what I thought last weekend was, or last week's episode was going to be like. I thought it was the finale. Um, well, they made so, it seem like it was going to be. Yeah, they did, but you know, it wasn't, um, yeah, interesting, uh, you know, I thought, uh, some of those chefs were tough on Declan, you know, I thought some of those scores could have been a little higher. Gets uh, a seven on steak or whatever yeah, to win. Uh, I'm like, uh, yeah, I was like, I don't no. That. Um, it's going to be a good finale. Uh, I'm still picking Corey to, to win. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, you, <laughs> I, I was wrong about the bringing everybody back. I thought they brought everybody back, but it's only like, uh, four or five per side yeah. or something like that. So, um, no, looking forward to it. Uh, should be uh, should be a good one. Uh, but yeah, so the one whose door opens is the... Yeah, the I'm going to jump the on show. the bandwagon with you with Corey. I had Declan as my winner, but he was obviously... Uh, didn't make it... Man, you're making a steak challenge. If you don't make a filet when you're doing a steak, like, what are you doing a ribeye? I was like, what? <laughs> she got a, like She cooked it well. She got a 10 on the ribeye, but I'm like, man, you're doing a steak challenge. You got to do a filet. So uh, you're up to date on Big Brother. Um I, I think so. I don't yeah. watch it, but I see the commercials on Global when I'm watching other shows. Right. It they're making it seem like Tara's gonna make things happen and she's figuring out this game a little bit. Uh so just give the fans some some updates here. Yeah, um she's making things happen. Um today was the uh was the veto ceremony. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil it or anything like that, but um her decision today I believe will cost her the game. Oh. Um so uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, so who's the head of house? Well, I think it's Beth. Uh, I think Beth is head. I, I no Tara. Tara Tara's gonna be the head of household because she because uh, she named the replacement nominee. Right. So it was Tara. Well, that's so, not good if she goes from head of household to could be out with a bad decision, right? Well, it's it's the decision she made as during like as a replacement nominee. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. So yes. Yeah, so Tara's the head of household. Um. And I believe she nominated Beth and one of the boys. Um, I want to say Tashawn. I always get I always get Jetson and Tashawn mixed up. Um, so when he's Jetson, um, yeah, that's basically a recap without going in, into any yeah, yeah without any spoilers. spoiler alert. But as of like last week, you know, uh, it was another backdoor. Um, they put up Kiefer as uh, as a backdoor uh, replacement nominee. Okay. Uh, and, um, so it was him and, and, uh, T- T- Tina, yeah, Tina from Newfoundland on the block. Usually when you do a backdoor, uh, the backdoor replacement, um, yeah. <laughs> goes home. However, Kiefer managed to kind of persuade Survive. the house to go the other side. And, um, so, you know, Tina from the rock, uh, was, was evicted. So, um, you know, we're, we're down to, you know, we're getting down some, some to the nitty gritty, of Big Brother Canada, uh, so yeah, this week we'll have another one sent home, and after that, I think there might only be three or four weeks left. So, uh, stay tuned for for more updates. Hopefully, we're still doing this show <laughs> when the on finale night. <laughs> that's uh, that's quite impressive that we're still kicking on this show, and we've gotten so far two finales, and we'll see if we get all of Mass Singer because we knew with 
the amount of break, we might actually get all of Mass Singer in. Uh, speaking of which, Group A finale is set. Uh, it's the Russian Dolls, Seashell, Robopine, the new wildcard, Yeti, uh, and Orca was eliminated to make the four, um, which ended up being Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray, who you see, you, you feel kind of silly when you see who it is. You're like, how did I not know that? Yeah, like, yeah. You hear Sugar Ray so often, um, which kind of goes to the fact that when I was saying it was Andy Samberg and you got a lot of SNL vibes from New York and stuff, well, after his career, he was a huge uh, he had a huge career doing serious satellite radio, doing a countdown every week, which is based in New York. So um, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, Russian Dolls, uh, you're still on Hanson. I'm still on 90 Degrees, uh, which is funny because I was like, we're watching it, and they said they had the clue about um, uh, playing the White House. And Layla's like, oh, well, she would just read Jessica Simpson's book. So she's mm-hmm. like, 98 Degrees played it. The White House. So did Hanson. So did Hanson. So yeah. I was like, ah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's the one. Um, Yeti. Uh, Bieber? Like, I'm getting Bieber vibes. Canadian, sing- raised single mother. Um, that's kind did of. Did I miss something? You might have. I don't Yeti? know. Yeah, the Yeti was the new uh, the new wild card. Abominable Snowman, whatever it's called, Yeti. Well, sorry, folks. I'm clearly, <laughs> I think I might have watched the same episode twice or. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so the the Yeti. The Yeti. Which, uh, yeah, go look at it. Um, I kind of. So what, what, what were some of the clues again? Uh, I'm gonna go find them here. Um, I gotta go. Seashell. I'm thinking. I'm. I'm still believing in Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, so Yeti. So it comes out. Uh, hiding for mammoth reasons. Wild force to be reckoned with. Too many Yetis become monsters. Uh, where he came from. Secret village of a warrior woman to show him the way. So kind of a, a single mom vibe. Right. Um, having motivators and teachers was golden. They gave him the confidence to get to the mountaintop. Uh, imageries were including cupcakes, firewood, Yeti, Canadian. I just, I was like, it could be Bieber. I, that would be huge for the show. Um, he arguably Biggie, the biggest superstar they've ever had on that yeah. show. Um, to, I need to watch that again because <laughs> I clearly missed that. I didn't. I don't even know the name. I didn't know Yeti. I was yeah. talking about Yeti. No, nope, yeah. I missed that one. All right, so yeah, I'm getting uh, some Bieber vibes on that. Uh, we'll have to see. I mean, Seashell, I'm still thinking is uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Robo Pine. I still have no idea. Like that is one that I just. It was that the one I hit Jamie Foxx with? Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, that's the one that uh, everyone keeps saying is Jamie Foxx, which at some point he's got to be on this show. Where's my thing? Um, uh, Mass Singer right here. Uh, Robo Pine. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you got for Seashow? No clue, but a great voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I'm going Jennifer Love Hewitt. I mean, she was in Kids Incorporated as early on in her career and all those movies then went away. Uh, there was one clue in there. It was something about uh, baseball or Texas or something, and she's on nine one one, right? The new nine one one show there. So that's not, kinda... not the Lone Star one though. No, so. but that's the small clue. Like she's on the original Lone okay. Star. They've probably done crossover episodes. So that's I'm kind of going with uh, with Jessica Simpson there. So that's other than Hanson, you've got Jamie Fox and. That's really it. I guess it's tough mm. when you don't see the Eddie to get your idea. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to tune in for that one. So. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I mean, that's our, our mass Singer uh, Group A. Uh, if I go back to my other notes, Group B is uh, Piglet, Chameleon, Black Swan, and Crab. That's it. They're uh, 
they're set in stone because they had the bulldog there that right. ended up being Nick Cannon. Yeah. So we're set for uh, for next Wednesday uh, in one of the finales. We're not sure, but I'm just I just want to see the Russian dolls. I just that's the only one I really want to see. It's, it's it could be it could be. Uh, all right, so yeah, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, as well now, TikTok, Wildcast Podcast, and please don't forget to like and subscribe here on YouTube. The quick question, season's over for the Wildcats. Who's your rookie of the year? My rookie of the year? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, um, uh, this... You want mine first, or do you want to go first? I'll go first. Uh, this might seem like a, a weird one. Uh, based on you know ice time in the first half compared to ice time in the second half, but just based on games played, Otto with Matisse Cloutier. Uh, I know Vinny Labelle's kind of the rookie point leader right now. Yeah, but I mean he's only played three games since since the restart, uh, and a lot of his uh, so a lot of his points came in in the, in that first half and. You know, with the increased uh, ice time and responsibility, Kluche's really kind of you know been been performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll take him. You know, it, it's <laughs> we're pretty. It's pretty slim pickings. Yeah, it is. Uh, which is funny because there's 16 rookies, but yeah, they mm-hmm. all were in and out of the lineup. Like it was tough to have a consistent full year rookie. So none have really stood out, right? Yeah. Like if 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 Labelle would have had, you know, would have played a full year, I would have said it, you know. For sure, Vinny Labelle. Yeah. Um, but just based on the fact he's only played what three or four games since uh, since the restart, yeah. tough to tough to judge on that one. Same with Loshing. Same with Loshing. He's only uh, got eight points in nineteen games. I mean, you could you could make an argument for Bernier, but he's not technically a rookie because he's nineteen. Yeah. Um, you know what's sad? Jordan Spence is still the fourth leading scorer on this team. <laughs> I know. Um, that's uh, something else. So, yeah. Uh, uh, my, yeah. I'm gonna go with Max Barbashev. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's uh, he again. Limited games. Uh, he only played ten, but he made such an impact in the ten, mm-hmm. and you could see it when he came back, especially with Hudson and Langwall. They're just so good as a top line. Um, when he played ten games, he's only held off the score sheet for I think three of them. Yeah, total. It's so point per game. So you, yeah. you can't you can't go wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Anytime uh, you're a European player and get a point per game, yeah. it's very good for your for for your team. And I think he's setting he he's uh, the tone setter. Like mm-hmm. he goes out there, he's physical. Um, him, Hudson, and Langwa have just been, you know, most valuable to his team. I mean, when he was out, the team struggled. When he came back, that line was really clicking, and they had the chemistry. So that it's so tough, though. It it seems easy with sixteen rookies, and I think the the Wildcats had Labelle, Lolshing, and I can't remember who the other one was. Olson, I think. Mm-hmm. Was it Olsen in the rookie voting? Pilot. Pilot, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of guys made cases throughout the year, and, hey, they did the job to get us into the playoffs. So, um, well, they kept it up to get us into the playoffs. Uh, all right. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it. Let's get to some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. All right, some playoff news like everyone's talking about. We're going to get into it a little bit. The New Brunswick round robin with the three MB teams going at it, uh, and then the winner will take on Charlottetown for the division title. 
But from the Nova Scotia side, not so much as Halifax and Cape Breton have decided they are done for the season. Um, you've got thoughts on that. I've got thoughts on that. I'll give you mine first. I understand it. Um, you're you're playing Charlottetown all all the time, all the time, all the time. It's, I mean, it's tough to keep playing them for another two weeks. Or do you wait two weeks, in Cape Breton's case, to come to Moncton, potentially lose? So you waited around two weeks to travel and play one game. Halifax's case... You sat home for two weeks to play one home game, and either you're going to win that one and you're going to go on to play Charlottetown again, or somehow you are upset and you waited all that time to play one game. So from that standpoint, team-wise, financial-wise, I understand the decision. Uh, Player-wise, like you, I, I don't get how you don't uh, you don't keep going to give your your young guys, especially in a rebuild, a little bit of playoff. Uh, and it's it's not a regular playoff, but it's still going to be playoff hockey this is, this is foolish uh it's 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 totally foolish i mean financially i get it yeah uh but the fact that you know the owners of 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 cape Breton and halifax literally just gave up on their teams is not a very good message to send mm-hmm. um you look at a player like zach larue who was on a very good moncton team last year and a pretty decent Halifax team this year, still zero playoff games experience. Um, I know Dan Dan and others. I know he we made the playoffs in his in his rookie year. Yep. Um, but zero playoff games last year. Zero playoff games this year. In seasons where he should have had an opportunity to play in very a lot of playoff games, like this yeah, is yeah. this is terrible on, on a young in a, on a young team like Halifax. They're loaded with rookies, Vitacek, Swan, Dume, you name it. Um, Furlong, I know he's out for the season, but playoff playoff experience is, is invaluable, right? You you need that on in a young group. And for the owners of these two teams to just say, screw it, I think bad message. Bad message. Uh, mm-hmm. That's uh, I think the they're going to regret that. Um, I don't care, you know, at the end of the day, if they would have done the same concept as, as we're doing here, someone's still playing Charlottetown for a chance to, you know, yeah. like it's, it, it's silly, right? You're, I think it's just a, a very, very dumb decision. Uh, and you know, if, if <laughs> I hope the players feel the same way, cause that's, uh, to basically just say, you know, go home guys. We have no chance of beating Charlottetown. You know, it doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't bode well for the confidence in the in the dressing rooms there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, that's I... that's it. I, I think it's a little foolish, a little ridiculous. Uh, you know, it gave an opportunity for, for LaRue to go represent Canada at the U18s, but I guess he's not. Canada doesn't want him. What? I guess. Yeah. Cole Sillinger's out uh, because of COVID protocol, so it would be an opportunity for him to step in, but I guess I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Biasca left Halifax today to go represent Switzerland. At the same tournament. That's the one in Texas, right? Who? Is that where is that? Oh, tournament? I thought you said he's the one that texts us. I said, no, no we do not text no, with Alaska. No. No, 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 we don't. We don't at all. No, <laughs> yes, that no. is that the is the one fact. in Texas. Y- yes, okay. That is the yes, the tournament in Texas. Yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, that happens. I think they're all in quarantine <laughs> right now. And look, that's gonna be a fun tournament. Yeah. Uh any exposure for scouts and... exposure. Uh you've got some of the the top you know, 16 and 17 year old players in the world. Uh, chances are Moncton's top Euro pick will be playing in that tournament. 
who that is, you know, remains to be seen unless they go off the board, which it's Moncton. Yeah, um, they did last year, two years ago. Did two I, years ago with with Axel. Oh yeah. Well, Axel Anderson wasn't off the board. It was literally a high end defenseman who had pro experience that nobody thought would want to play junior. Yeah, it sure. was a gamble. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't off the board. It was a gamble. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a little different. It was a high risk, high reward. Uh, worked out. It did work out. Barbashev. I mean, we don't know what his case was. I think his case was I would only play for Moncton. Um, he always wanted to works be a out. Wild, yeah, <laughs> only he wanted to be a wildcat ever since he was probably twelve years old. Yeah. So um, that make that one makes sense. If anybody knows if the tournament's going to be televised, televised, I'd love to know. Uh, I've seen nothing about TSN picking up these games. Usually they do, uh, but I think because of the, you know, the border situation, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. So if anybody knows if these games are going to be televised, let us know. Probably be on the uh, NHL Network if anything down yeah, the states. Yeah, because I'd love to watch some of this, yeah. some of this hockey. Um, but yeah, that's that's my quick take on you know the Halifax Cape Breton situation and how it managed to get into the U18s. Well, and I mean. I didn't know LaRue wasn't apparently going because there's a player that we talked the level and trajectory he was on last year with Moncton. Now, he was on a great team, and he was playing with a lot of great players that helped him, but his trajectory was top 10 pick if he stayed on that. And we've seen a few draft uh, mock drafts from random places. He's falling now into the 20s, 25. Yeah. Uh, you shared one where he was an oiler. <laughs> I'll make, let's go. Um, but yeah, I mean, for him not to, uh, be able to go represent Canada and I mean, he's, he's a, he's a good player when, uh, when he's on, um, the Q made an announcement, no games in the Valdor or Ren region. Uh, so they will move their games to the Victoria area for the series against Baycomo and Victoriaville respectively. And the Q team of the week or very maritime division, uh, with no Q Quebec games, uh, Peter Reynolds for the sea dogs, Ryan Francis for the sea dogs and Matthew de Gagne. Uh, Reynolds had eight points. Francis had eight points. De Gagne had seven points. Uh, no one, Noah Lowen and Luca Cormier each with five points for the defenseman. And then goaltender, our guy, Vincent Filion, one goal, against and one win as he picked that up in a 2-1 victory against St. John, which just beautifully brings us in to the Weekly Rewind. Weekly Rewind. We won a game and lost two. That has been your win. <laughs> <laughs> yep. One and two in the final three games, so we end 11-17-2-1 with a 403 winning percentage. We end 14th spot, sadly giving... The Wildcats, the 2% chance at the draft lottery whenever that happens. Moncton will draft 18th overall in this year's draft. Uh, I mean, quickly, if we want to put these three games in a bunch, I mean, Wednesday was just flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely flat. I mean, the only positive in that one was Tristan Sanchez picked up his first goal in the queue. Uh, in Man, that guy has got to be... Quite tired going from the Flyers to the Wildcats, the yeah. Flyers to the Wildcats, yeah. back and forth. Uh, picked up his goal, but, man, I mean, it was just... Like, that was uh, dismal. Yeah, uh, just would, complete. Uh, like, if you told me one of these two teams played last the night before, the Tuesday night before, I wouldn't have guessed it was Bathurst. Mm -hmm. Moncton was just, they took no advantage of it, flat, nothing, just bad. 
This is a bottle of ginger ale shaken 20 times. <laughs> uh, that's how I would describe that performance. <laughs> nice. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's just, that was, I mean, one of their worst yeah. of, the, of the year. But you know what? Uh, we're not going to take too much time talking about these games. Uh, but they uh, they recovered. They uh, you know they they came back on uh, was it Friday Saturday? Maybe I'm completely wrong. When was that game against Saint Saint John? John? Uh, on Friday. Friday night. Friday. Friday. Rebecca Black. Yeah. Gotta get down on Friday. Friday. Yeah. Ah oh, crap! It was on Saturday. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Saturday so the seventeenth. So much for that singing. <laughs> well, we tried. Yeah. Uh, that was a much better performance. Yeah. Uh, that was the uh, uh, Vincent Fillion show, yeah. and uh, he played extremely well. Uh, I don't think you could ask for uh, a better performance. Stopped uh, was it Francis or Burns on a breakaway? Uh, one of the two. That was yeah. uh, that was a key key stop. Uh, if he doesn't make that, I think uh, I think the game's a different result. Could have been a probably a game changer there. Uh, but uh, I think that you know he. Between that and you know the performance from from Lung Corners on Sunday, you, you I think you have to give Philly on the edge for the game tonight as a starter. Uh yeah, hundred percent. I think if Philion didn't win that game in St. John, I don't know if he would have been the starter. Um, it like I don't know if he'd have the chance to be the starter. Um, I mean he's two and zero in his last two starts against St. John, three goals in the first one on the April eleventh. One goal against on April seventeenth. I mean, the uh, talking to Mike, who was calling the game for play by play for the Sea Dogs. I asked him what he thought of Philly because it was his first time seeing him. Um, he said his rebound control wasn't the best, but he recovered nicely. He was always in position, and for Philly on in the times we've seen him, that was probably the quote unquote worst rebound control he's ever had. But he was still mm-hmm. the rebounds weren't given to someone; they were just like off his chest. He just kind of seemed to bobble a few things, but. He was right there, jumping on pucks, uh, covering him when he can. So I think, I think the fact that he got that victory propels him to the ability to have a start, and we're all hoping for it because he is the guy that mm-hmm. these guys play. They respond in front of him. So I have a question for you. Sure. Do you feel the team plays with more confidence with Philly on a net, or do you think they they they're more? They tighten up more. With Philly on in net? Yeah. And by tighten up more, you mean defensively tighten up more? Yeah. Uh, I think they, uh, honestly, I think they play better defensively. I think they tighten up a little bit more. I think they try and block more shots. Right. Um, I think just because he is so young and he's 16 and he's still learning the game, I think mm-hmm. they, it's a conscious effort to, you know, kind of come back to the net, block shots more. Not that they're not trying to do it against when uh, DLC is in net, but you, a few times the home games, the dangerous shots against DLC, they've been higher in mm-hmm. that home plate strike zone. So I think it's a conscious effort to try and come in tight in the net and and try and block everything possible. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm a big basketball fan here, so I, I gotta Huge. use I gotta use the uh, the box out term here. But you just said these the the defense and they just seem to box out better yep. uh, in front of uh, in front of Filion, um than they do with uh, in front of Lund Cornish. Is that because they you know they 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 know Lund Cornish is a veteran, so that you know they I don't know maybe if they're more confident in him. But I honestly I think it's uh, I, I think the team plays more confident um, in 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 front of uh, in front of Filion. It's just. 
they 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 feel more confident with him in the net and at the same time you know they're they're much better defensively so it's yeah. it's i think it's a little bit of both uh and like honestly you know we feel they re- play they also play looser with Philion in the net yeah. like mm-hmm. you know we can make we can jump the line we can like we have them behind us i mean they they kind of have Dakota Lund, but I think there's just the feeling that this is our guy behind us. He's going to be our guy for a few years. Let's mm-hmm. make that angster pinch, make that extra rush. Like, you know. So I, I we've been wrong before. Um, there was many times. Yeah, many times. There's been games where you know the the Wildcats posted lineups at you know four four thirty in the afternoon. And I look at it and Lund Corners just starting, and I'm thinking, well, that should be Philion's game. Like mm-hmm. when Philion won. Uh, not the not the Saturday game, but the game before that. His his previous start, St. John one, yeah, yeah. Um, and my instinct was that you know when you're you win and you're in, so I figured he would be starting that. Uh, was it the Wednesday night game against uh, yeah. against Bathurst? Yeah, yeah. Right. So you just got that instinct that okay, well you that's it. Then that seemed to be the style they were going with, right? Um, it seemed like you know if Len Cornish won a game, he would start the next game. Filion won a game. He would start the next game, but this one was like, okay, well, Filion won, but then Lund Corners got the start Wednesday, so it's just like you just sometimes they make these decisions where it's like, okay, well, you can make the, the argument that Filion, uh, sorry, Lund Corners started on Wednesday because his last start before that was the Wednesday before. Yeah. Okay, but then you're totally going against your your win and you're in, so they they're. This, I guess the strategy they've been going with when it comes to goaltenders has been completely out of whack. Uh, so, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, they, they, they do start Philly uh, Tuesday night in St. John because it's he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not to, not to take anything away from Lung Corners, but if the Wildcats have a chance to win these games, Philly is going to be the one in net. Yeah, I 100%. I think it's... His uh, his net in the playoffs, like we said, it's you know ride or die with this kid. Uh, and then Sunday was the just stay healthy game. Um, as the <laughs> that didn't happen. Yeah, no, Darcy <laughs> took a he left with like three minutes left. Yeah, and Pavin as well. If you didn't notice that, yeah, so I didn't I didn't notice the uh, Pavin one, but I I noticed the Darcy one with about three minutes left. Took a shot, I believe, or just went down awkward. Or I can't remember yeah. awkwardly. I think it went down. So yeah, the medical uh, the medical clinic, as uh, Will Hodge <laughs> likes to call it, is continues to grow. Yeah, uh, but uh, this is where a week off would have been nice before the playoffs yes. instead of just Tuesday. Yeah, but yeah. Um, that was a game that Bathurst just kind of I didn't you know Moncton showed fight being on shot 17-6 in the first period being tied being on shot again in the second period 12-11 but still being on shot stayed tied had their chances to win um but just uh Sorry. couldn't bring it home but i mean they they didn't quit and that's all that mattered they didn't mail it in the last game knowing that they were you winning more prizes over there or what no no yeah <laughs> Work phone's going <laughs> off, so which is weird because hasn't been going off all day. No, last time you checked your phone, you ended up winning a PS5. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. I just want to make sure that you're not adding no, to no, uh, no award wins this week okay. by the looks of it. Cool. All right, so yeah, that's our uh, that's our recap, and now we've got a uh, special guest. All right, so let's get to uh, view from the other bench. View from the other bench. All right, here we go. It's playoff time, baby. It's playoff time. Uh, this, of course, won't be a 
conventional playoff format. Nonetheless, it's important to have playoffs, and we can't do a playoff preview just by ourselves. Uh, so we're going to do one with, uh, well, our good friend from Station Nation covers the Sea Dogs, who we've had quite the interesting series with, Jamie Tozer. Uh, man, you've been around the queue a long time. Craziest format you've ever seen? <laughs> yeah, uh, without question. Um, I don't even know what to really compare it to, honestly. It's uh, it's going to be extremely weird. Um, I wasn't even around in you know the 90s and 2000s when there were buys and stuff, so this is by far the, the strangest format I've seen. We mentioned, we talked about it earlier on the show, but uh, I want your opinion on uh, Cape Breton and Halifax basically just um, giving up on their teams. Um, what, what, does, doesn't that, to you, not send a bad message to the dressing rooms or the players? Yeah, I definitely think it could. Um, you know, they did essentially just kind of give up. Like, I mean, there's no other really way to look at it, I think. Um really unfortunate um and you know i've i've been speaking with some people around those teams and i know that they were um (laughs) absolutely sick of playing each other um but at the same time i mean it's it's you'd think it'd be better than nothing right um but yeah i definitely think it could potentially send a long-term bad message um but i even think um looking at it on the quebec side i mean i kind of wonder if there's some quebec teams that are really struggling with covid and um have in my opinion, a much more legitimate reason to maybe give up on the season. I wonder if this kind of gives them an out now um, that they maybe uh, weren't willing to do before uh, this all went down. Yeah, I would think Quebec and Gatineau and those kind of teams. Um, you're right when you look at uh, like the old school playoffs, and I've looked before. I had to go back just now while you were you were talking there. And uh, you know, 1998 playoffs, they had a qualifying round, and then the quarterfinals was a round robin tournament. Uh, 1996 with a couple of logos that I don't even recognize. Uh, a qualifying round where Granby was five and one, and they ended up going in. Um, these three teams have basically, you know, we've played a lot, not as much as the other teams, but you know, I was talking to Sanderson. I don't think there's a legitimate favorite. Uh, Moncton's not an easy out, and they're going to make you work for it. St. John up front and is cons- inconsistent at best. And Bathurst, I mean, they look to be the healthiest. They look to be the best team out of the three. But Bednar, you don't know what you're going to get from game to game. I mean, you I think you've been at every game. So just, you know, offer your thoughts on what a nine-game playoff round robin's looking like. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, you know, going back to what I just mentioned, how the Islanders and the Mooseheads and Eagles were sick of playing each other. And I think a lot of that probably had to do with, um, you know, the games were so predictable. I think, you know, Charlottetown uh, was kind of just running away with it. Um, And then, you know, Cape Breton and Halifax are just kind of doing whatever. Um, But in this, this three New Brunswick team division, I mean, the game's been so unpredictable. I've honestly (laughs) never seen a stretch of games as crazy as this. Like, I, you know, every night it's something different. Um, I've definitely been really, I'm sure you guys have even been surprised by how the Wildcats have handled this stretch. Um, and then St. John, I think, has looked good at times, but I think they've probably looked bad more than they've looked good, honestly. Um, and I think, you know, I wonder if Bathurst maybe just peaked a little bit too early. Um, so I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens here because... Um, you know, you can say whatever you want about the playoff format, but there is more meaning on the line. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do wonder if certain teams or certain players will step up a bit more. 
um, which I'm sure the Sea Dogs are hoping. Um, as an inconsistent team, they're hoping that everybody uh, will have their best performance of the year uh, the next couple weeks. Now, the last game, the 2-1, I expect more of those type of games than I do 9-2. Now, St. John was without a couple players. Moncton apparently was without one or two <laughs> players in the lineup there. But uh, No, but I mean, without giving away too much, I mean, you expect Monk or St. John to have basically a full roster come like Kotkoff and Iman were the two that a lot of people didn't know about, but you kind of expect those two to, to be back for, for Tuesday. Yeah. I assume Kotkov will be back. He was listed just as day to day. So I'm assuming that's not too, uh, not too serious. Um, Iman, I'm not entirely sure about, but he was at the game um, on Saturday in a suit and, you know, it didn't have any, anything visibly wrong with him. So, it, you know, hopefully he's, he's good to go. Cause I definitely think he's been the better of the two goalies and, um, I'm not even sure who they'd bring in as a as a backup if uh, Iman couldn't go. So, yeah, that that would be a significant loss, and I imagine Iman will probably get um, the majority of the starts. If you uh, go through the St. John roster, uh, you look at you know your your Ryan Francis's, your your Kotkovs, you know, uh, you know those guys there. Who's like your who would be like an un, an unlikely hero that could uh, that could come through for St. John in the in the playoffs? Because that's uh, usually what happens uh, when when the big get, when the games get big. Liam Leonard. <laughs> Liam Leonard. <laughs> I guess Moncton. I'm sure Liam Leonard will uh, will perform really well. Um, <laughs> uh, I think uh, Cam McDonald. Cam McDonald's a guy I've been really impressed with this season. Um, shown some signs of of being a pretty good offensive player, but he's been used a lot more as you know. A, Third, fourth line, defensive forward, see some time on the penalty kill. Um, really strong defensive game for someone his age. Um, and, you know, I'm really excited to see him develop because a player at that age who has potential to be a pretty good offensive player, but to see him playing now so well defensively, um, I'm really excited to see how his game develops over the next couple of seasons. But I definitely think he's the type of guy who could um, really spark the Sea Dogs um, and, you know, score a couple big goals down in, uh, down the stretch here. So I'd probably pick him, but, uh, you know, Leonard is, is also a guy. Uh, Riley Bezo, Bezo is another guy. Um, you know, Carruthers. Um, they've, they've really got more of that traditional third line now that they didn't have the past couple of years. So they've, they've definitely got some more of those, those uh, sandpaper-type players that could uh, score some big goals. Do we see a, a reuniting of Francis Reynolds and Kotkoff because I know they separated them for the past couple games if Kotkoff's uh healthy how you know they always say game one of a playoff series is a tone setter but I mean if Moncton comes out and and gets game one I mean there's there's some pressure on St. John to now you're 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 chasing right like this is a big game for St. John because they have zero playoff experience it's their first time in two three years yeah, 100%. And I mean, you, you talk about like the cliche where, you know, the the pressure's on them, right? Like we have nothing to lose. And I think the Wildcats don't have a lot to lose here. Nope. And, you know, the pressure's on the Sea Dogs, in my opinion, um, to finally step up their game here. And, you know, I think the Sea the Dogs finishing third, I don't think would look good on anybody um, <laughs> in this tournament. So, I, you know, I definitely think that um, if they have a bad showing, particularly against the Wildcats, I think that's, that's you know, nothing against the Wildcats. But I mean, that's that's kind of concerning moving forward for this team. Yeah. I guess we'll, we'll go into, uh, uh, let's try some unbiased predictions here. Uh, if we can, if we can, um, I'm going to throw mine out first because I think this would be, um, you know, best case scenario. If you're, if you're a Wildcats fan, 
Um, I'm not going to say who I think is going to win this round robin, uh, but I'm going to say best case scenario, Moncton beats St. John in that last game to kind of, you know, send, <laughs> send St. John packing for the rest of the season. Uh, they always say, you know, to win a championship, you got to win your last game. I think that would be like a championship for Moncton yeah. uh, to, to send the Sea Dogs packing. So I'm not going to say who I think is going to win the, uh, the round robin, but that's, you know, I'll, I'll sugarcoat it a little bit and just say, uh, you know, maybe that last game will be uh, uh, Moncton's championship for the season. We'll say that. Yeah, because if they win the round robin, they're. Uh, I'm not saying Moncton's going to win here. That's a. I'm not saying Moncton's going to win. <laughs> no, I think I've you know, unbiased opinions. I think Bathurst is the best team of the three. I think um, they're just playing so well together, and, and they're the healthiest, and that really comes down to playoffs. And you know, being healthy really makes a big difference. And you know, Moncton's handled St. John uh, a little bit better than they've handled Bathurst, so I think. I think they're really in tough, and I think Bathurst can, you know, I think Bathurst wins this uh, this round robin uh, if I'm doing the unbiased thing. Uh, you, Jamie? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Adam. I think uh, I think Bathurst is going to win. Um, I guess the the wild card is that the Sea Dogs, um, for some reason, play more games in Bathurst than anywhere else. Um, yeah, they when play... they've done really well in Bathurst, so yeah. I guess that's kind of a wild card out of all this. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Cedars have had a couple big games against Bathurst, but for the most part, they've really struggled. So I definitely think, uh, I think Bathurst is the favorite. Uh, do we even get to a, uh, maritime championship? Like when's this, when's like, if, you know, if we start, uh, you know, the, the cases are piling up on the Island now, uh, they're not, you know, things aren't getting, aren't looking good here. Do we get to that, that step? I hate to be like a Debbie Downer, but I, I have a hard time seeing it happening and ha- seeing it happen. Um, I was talking with Mike about this um, during the intermission the other night. And, you know, I, I kind of almost think that the only chance that there's a maritime final is if they ship the New Brunswick champion and the Islanders to Quebec to play in that final four bubble. Yeah. Um, which I don't know how well that's going to go over because you're probably looking at a you know, a one game or a best of three, and then you have to go home and isolate again. So yeah, exactly. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much fun that's going to be. So I, I think it's going to be difficult. Um, I definitely think that the Q is going to have a really hard time getting the president's cup awarded. I think if they had done this all four months ago, I think they had a, they would have had a much better chance mm-hmm. than they do now. Yeah. I, I'm not the one that follows it. I just do what I'm told by the, uh, the government and where I can and can't go. So I really haven't been following that. I've kind of seen them, but I don't, uh, I don't look into it. And I'm just like, just please. I mean, the WHL now not having any playoffs. I mean, if you want to go and say, Oh, look, we were the only league to finish uh, a, regular you know, a regular season and, you know, crown a champion. I mean, you can take the credit for that, but I, I honestly, I don't think it's going to get to that point. I really don't No. And then how do you crown a winner? <laughs> yeah. You go off best record and that's Charlottetown. Well, I mean, you can't complain about who they're playing. You can only, you know, they're only playing the teams they were given, and you know that would suck for Valdor and Charlottetown, who both kind of went all in, but more so, more so Valdor. So, are you going to be at all the rinks every every game there, Jamie? Uh, I probably won't be at many games at Bathurst. It's a it's a long trek, yeah. but I'll be at uh, be at all the St. John and Moncton games for sure. Perfect. I know it's killing you for a guy who's been to every almost every arena in North America to. 
Not a <laughs> your travels have been three arenas. It can't uh, it can't be easy on it. But uh, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate uh, you helping us with the playoff preview, and hopefully we've got more games than less to talk about as we get through these next two week, three weeks there. So thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Hey, Jamie. All right, yeah. I, I didn't even think about the cases. I really hope we at least get to some sort of thing, but. I mean, oh, look at that. The sound came back on at the end. Isn't that neat? I didn't think it would do that. Um, do you want to go on a more positive note to get to everyone's favorite part of the show? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do yeah, that. Let's do that. Eric Murray Realty. Buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Uh, so I think this one's pretty obvious. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been a it's been a long, uh, what's it been, seven months? Seven months since the season got going, yep. uh, six or seven months. Um, you know, some teams had uh, had some difficulty. Uh, some teams didn't. Uh, things were going great here in the Maritimes for, you know, a couple months. Uh, but then, you know, things kind of shut down. But, um, you know what, to be able to be the only league, um, you know, really in North America to put together a full season and get playoffs and everything like that too – uh, I think you know you gotta you gotta stick tap to the queue. Uh, you, you know they've they've found a way to to make this season work given the given the circumstances. Does it suck that we play the same teams over and over again? Well, yeah, it does. Um, but you know it's only one season. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know by by next uh, by next September we should be uh, should be able to you know go to Quebec and and you know see these other teams and. Richie will be able to get his put in in Bay Como and, uh, you know, Pat McNeil will be able to get his put in in Ruin Aranda. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's only for one season. And, uh, I know last season kind of sucked as well. The end sucked, but, um, there was absolutely nothing that we could have done about that. And, um, this year is, is different because we've actually been able to pull through and, and, mm-hmm. and get through these games and, um, 695 of them. 695 695 games total in the queue that's that's crazy because it's you know this you know from having the most fans at a sporting event in in all of north america um you know we we can't see the world because there was some soccer game or something in australia that was like fifty five thousand fans so with no masks no physical distancing baseball's uh going yeah so we can't say that anymore but in canada um Still the largest crowds yeah. uh, for any sporting event. So um, just, I guess, to the queue, uh, you know, great job on, you know, pulling through and, and getting this season uh, um, over with and, and done and, you know, being able to put a product on the ice that, you know, fans can enjoy whether we're in the stands or not. The Stick Tap Week sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. All right, and that brings us to the Rosemary Lynn Massage Wildcast Wildcat of the Week. The grand opening was last night uh, from 4 to 8. Grand opening is today. Uh, they're located at 1224 Mountain Road, Unit 6, offering relaxing, therapeutic, deep tissue, mommy-to-be massages, uh, you can now book appointments. Just call Nicole at 830-1224. As well, follow her on Facebook and Instagram, Rosemary underscore Lynn's underscore massage. Uh, if you do book now until May 1st, I believe, uh, 15% off 
So uh, I know you messaged me to you were going to take advantage of it because they direct bill. So you booked your appointment? Or? Not yet. No. No. Fifteen percent uh, off, bro. Man, I could go for one right now. Though. <laughs> um, sitting in those massage chairs at the gym. Yeah. It's the best part of going to the gym. It is the best part about (laughs) going to the gym, but it's just not the same, uh, you know, as when you're getting it done by a, by a professional. So, uh, I definitely need to, to take advantage of that now that I did file my taxes and I got some (laughs) sweet coin back. Nice. Uh, I, you know, I can actually, uh, put some of that aside and, and maybe go get myself a, what do you call it? Is it a Swedish massage? Is that what it's called? Sure. I don't know what it's called. Swedish, therapeutic, therapeutic, deep tissue. Just rub the heck out of my back (laughs) and, uh. Yeah, hopefully, I don't know, I don't know if it's stress or what, but make me feel a little more alive. I like it. Uh, so the, the the Wildcat of the Week, I mean, we could go a few ways here, uh, but it, it makes just too much sense to give it to our three 20-year-olds uh, that played their last regular season game on Sunday in Bathurst and now will play their final playoff games uh, for the Wildcats. So Jacob Hudson, I mean, 218 games played, 43 goals, 65 assists, 108 points. Uh, Richie's talked about... Pelche is Mr. Wildcat. I mean, the two that you could call are Jacob Hudson and Jacob Pelche. Um, I mean, this kid has been everything for this team from first time I interviewed him, which didn't really go that well uh, on the podcast <laughs> after a preseason game to any time I've talked to him in the preseason or, or met him. Um, you know, never a bad thing to say. He's in the community. He is the community of this team. Um, healthy scratch early in the year. He never complained. He just went about his business uh, and, I mean, sticks up for his teammates, does anything that you need him to do, could play up and down the lineup. Uh, Tristan DeYoung, 154 games played, 13 goals, 42 assists, 55 points. Free agent from Ontario in 2018. Uh, ended up playing 64 games and was just just steady. I mean, other than his, I think his turnover we talked about last week that was probably the worst play he's had. Uh, and even if you ask him, I mean, he was a 5'6 five, five, defenseman early, 4'5 last year on a really good team. Uh, and then he was just logging a ton of minutes this year. Um, never complains, jumps over the boards, PK, penalty, power play. It doesn't matter. He's now the guy. Um, and like I said, he's he's just like Hudson. Uh, throw a big hit. He'll step up, throw knuckles with uh, anyone that uh, gets in the way. And then Dakota Lund Cornish, uh, in his Q career, 110 games, 44, 46 Ws, 52 Ls, 3.53 goals against average and in Moncton, 35 games played. 17 wins, 18 losses, and I believe a 2.9 goals against. Um, acquired last year at the deadline uh, as a backup for Rodrigue. Went 10-3, and three, um, and he was, you know, we had talked to Aiden early on in the year. What are we going to get from him? And he was, you're going to get a consistent goalie, and sometimes he's going to make those saves. You just, wow, or have those games that where he just stands on his head. And he was that last year. This year has been a little difficult, a little different team in front of him, but Early on this season, I mean, he was exactly what we needed to keep this team in games. And I think now more he's realizing that, uh, you know, it's Philion's net, Philion's the future. And and he's doing a great job in backing up and mentoring Sheehan and uh, and Philion there. So, I mean, those – I mean, you know what's going to be really weird? You're getting to that point now. Well, I'm getting to that point. You've seen it before. You're not going to see certain numbers and certain players – anymore like it's going to be so weird to go to the rink next year and not see 92 and five oh yeah no. on the ice like i can't i mean i've only been here for three years but i've never you know i've never seen a game without jacob hudson like <laughs> or a season without jacob hudson or without tristan de young and you know he's especially de young he's come from that pipeline of ontario free agents so um it's going to be very difficult to uh to to 
not see 92 and five at the rink next year. Yeah. And you know what? It's uh 92 is just one of those numbers. You, you probably won't see in Moncton again. Uh, cause you know, it's, it's one of those scenarios where it's like, he only got that number because his jerseys is in the hall of his numbers in the hall of fame. Right. Um, so I just, you, you probably won't see a number 90, another 92. Yeah. 49 will now be the highest. 49 will likely be the highest. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Unless there's like a, you know, they acquire franchise someone. player. Yeah. That gets like a Connor first, Bedard type. Yeah. 98. That goes yeah. first overall or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to want to do everything to, to give this guy, yeah. a, uh, you know, the number he wants, but yeah, you, you probably won't see anybody wearing number eight again. Uh, you won't see a, I doubt you'll see a 92. Um, have we seen a 29? Uh, have you seen a 29 since? Uh, I can't think. Um, maybe not. I don't, uh, I'd have to check. <laughs> You're putting me on this on the spot there, but I, yeah, um, it just clicked to me. Yeah, uh, I don't think, I don't think we have. I don't remember one. Uh, I haven't seen one since I've been here. Yeah, well, that's that's that you're, <laughs> like three you're putting me on the spot here, so that's that's a tough one, but uh, yeah, um, but yeah, eight ninety two, you probably like you won't see ninety two yeah. again unless some unless they like and why you know, Richie's told us like he's not a fan of high numbers, he exactly. comes from that. Yeah, if there's a high number, it's because he's acquired from another team. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, drafted as a wildcat, I doubt you'll see a high number again, and I'm. I, I'm not really a fan of that. I understand it, but I'm just like, eh, no, I like high numbers. They're fun. <laughs> like, I, numbers I, are... I like the individually of high of high numbers. Mm-hmm. So but... it's, yeah, we'll we'll see. But I, yeah, I don't think we'll I don't think we'll see another uh, another high number. Um, if there was another goalie that had number twenty nine, uh, Roman Will. Roman Will. That was going to be my guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, 2011, 2012, But that's yeah. it. So that was. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's that's it. Um, you know, you probably won't see a ninety-two again. You won't see an eight, uh, and so that's that. Um, it's gonna be weird next year. Very weird. Yeah, I know. I said something about the under eighteens uh, being televised. I don't want to take away from the fact that the women's worlds uh, start next month in, in Halifax, yeah. and uh, I know TSN's picking up the feed on that one too. So I uh, don't want to take away from women's hockey because you know I don't think we'd. Uh, Hockey wouldn't be the same if, if uh, we didn't have the women. So I didn't want to make it seem that I was I was uh, only looking forward to the 18s that women's is uh, is coming up to. Yeah, which I mean, that's great hockey, and I you know we kind of expect TSN to cover that. We just need to know what's going to be on in in Texas, and that's I'm excited because they didn't have the worlds last year in Halifax. So no, it's, they didn't. There, it's going to be it's excellent hockey if you have a chance to catch that on TSN. And I don't know why I didn't think of this, but uh, stick tap to the Flyers. Yeah, honorable mention for <laughs> yeah, sure. Know, yeah. um, ninth championship in the last fifteen years. In a year they weren't supposed to. Yeah, right? there was 18, a, this was a rebuild year. Some eighteen rookies. Um, but yeah, that's just crazy. That game uh, Saturday night against Fredericton, game five was was uh, not so um, absolutely nuts. Uh, came down to the last four minutes. Uh, Flyers had a two nothing series series lead. Frederick won the next two, yeah. uh, and then it comes down to you know game five, four minutes left. Uh, Justin Jondron uh, gave the uh, championship got the championship winning goal for the Flyers. So uh, yeah, just a ridiculous uh, role they're on. Uh, you know, some of those rookies are going to make the jump to the to the queue next year, uh, but also <laughs> they're going to have a big number back <laughs> yeah um so you know early favorites next year too for their 
you know, 10th championship in 16 years, which is just ridiculous. That's crazy. All right, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, again, thanks for everyone joining us, uh, downloading, watching on YouTube. It is playoff time. Game one goes tonight in St. John. Game two, Friday night in Bathurst. And then game three, back at the Avenue Center, 7 p.m. Use your January 17th, 2021 ticket for that one. Um, I believe all games are on Rogers. Uh, I believe we were told that just before we came on. So Sources say. Sources say. Um, if you've watched the show, you kind of have an idea who our source could be. But sources say all games will be on Rogers TV. So if you can't get to the Avenue Center, um, it's on Rogers TV. That's it for us as well. As always, thanks for downloading. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Stay safe. See you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.